Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Eisenhower. I'm the CEO and founder of ICC, or Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC is one of the largest real estate coaching companies in the world with thousands of clients and a large team of the most accomplished coaches in the industry who coach many of the highest producing real estate agents, teams, and broker owners in North America. You can find more content on my website, the world's leading production training website for real estate agents at therealestatetrainer.com. That's therealestatetrainer.com. Now on this podcast, I'll share tips, success stories, and training for agents and brokers looking to increase their business income while maintaining a balanced life. So whether you are a new licensee, a solo agent, a real estate team leader, or maybe a team member, a broker owner, or a manager, you are guaranteed to learn something new on each and every podcast episode. I will always come in, kitchen table it, tour with them, back to the kitchen table, CMA, future pleasure, future pain, then back to the pricing. And right after we decide on a price, bam, listing agreement comes out right after that. So you've got that. You got a virtual listing presentation in case it's it's an out of town listing. You got a virtual presentation for the pre-listing packet. I mean, sorry, your listing presentation for your pre-listing packet or your listing presentation packet. Okay. So then when I get in there, the first thing I will do is I'm a believer in touring the home. Okay. I like to tour the home. I actually, I don't sell. I used to a long time ago before the dawn of man, when I sold house, sold real estate, um, I used to tour the house. There are people that believe that you should not tour with them. There's a lot of people who don't actually. And I get there and I'm not saying that's wrong. That's okay too. They'll say, Hey, why don't you stay here and I'll look at the house by myself because I want to see it through the eyes of a buyer where you won't be here. And I want to, and I want to see how it looks as if I were a normal buyer without any explanation or clarification about anything. Um, and that makes things go a lot faster. You can all of a sudden tour the house in like five minutes as opposed to 45 minutes. And then if there's anything they want to talk to you about or explain to you, they can afterwards. That does speed the process up. And there may be some value to seeing the home through the, through the naked eyes of a buyer. Now to me, there's not. I, I would rather have more value of using those 30 minutes to really connect with the, the, the seller. Because then I can start to get a read on their behavioral profile. I can, is this a D? Is this an I? Is this an S? Is this a C? How do I modify my tonality, my rate of speech? How do I modify my voice inflections, my mannerisms? I'm, I'm going to try to mirror and match them as much as possible. So I need to kind of get a read as to what type of behavioral profile on the disbehavioral assessment I'm dealing with here. Then I'm going to change my behavior to match them so we're both comfortable. And they'll want me to stay longer. I'm not going to talk really fast like I do with you guys when they're a high C behavior that talks like this. We're just not going to connect. In fact, he's going to he's going to just be turned off by me because I'm too fast talking. I'm like a salesman where I would need to slow my cadence, talk slower, put pauses in between my statements so we connect, right? And that's one example. This is a whole nother course, but that's why I like to tour with them is because I, it gives me time to kind of get a read on them. I'm also going to look for different ways to relate to them. Like I might even ask them questions. If I see photos of their kids on the wall, oh, your kids in Boy Scouts, 
that's cool. I used to be a troop leader or my brother's a troop leader in the Boy Scouts or my daughter plays soccer or, oh, I see you're into arts and crafts. My mom does ceramics. I'm looking for ways to connect because you know what happens when you find some common interest. They like you because of it. So you're looking for that. That's why I like to tour with them is because that's my one shot to get a read on them, to mirror and match their behavior so that I can provide a better customer service to them through my communication style, one that they like, that matches them. And so I can look for different ways to relate to them. I know we're not even to a bullet point yet, but I don't have many bullet points. Then, (laughs) so then I'm going to go through the whole house and tour it. And then after we're done touring, I'm going to say, okay, great. Well, the first thing I'm going to do, just so you know, is when I first walk in the door, I'm going to say, hey, great. Um, Can you show me where the kitchen table is? I'd love to set my stuff down on the kitchen table before we get started. So I always insist on it being the kitchen table. Okay. I don't want the dining room table because it's too formal and it's uncomfortable. I don't want the living room because then it's couches. They're not in a position to sign anything or move forward. I want to go to the place in the house that's the most comfortable to them as a couple. And it's always the kitchen table because they're there all the time and they're in a position where they can sit forward and engage me and we can close. So if I set my stuff down at the kitchen table to begin with, and then I say, why don't you show me the home? They show me the home, we get done, I say, great. And then we just naturally are all gonna walk back to where my stuff is. And then I'll say, would you mind if we sat here? Or would it be okay if we sat here? And they'll always say, yeah, because it's the most comfortable place in the house to them. And guess what? I took all the stress off them. They don't have to worry about where I want them to sit, nothing. Because I knew what the heck I was doing, as if I'd been here before, like a pro. And they want to hire a pro. So take control. You don't want a doctor to say, hey, so do you, what do you think? Do you want to get weighed? How about I shove a light in your ear? They don't, they don't, they don't ask those questions. They tell you what to do and you, and you expect them to. So take control, act like a professional, know what you're doing, have a plan. I don't know if you count those as bullet points, but that's the way I do it every single time. Okay. And then here's my move. This is the move. Get ready for this one. Did you have any further questions for me or would you prefer we just go ahead and talk about the price of your home. See what I just did there? That's like a Jedi mind trick. So basically, if you, they're all going to say the price of the home, because that's what they're here for. But to say the price of the home, it's like, we don't have any questions about you. You're good. See what I just did? You're good. We're cool with you. And guess what? That's not, they're not going to feel like that that's not doing their due diligence. Why? I gave them a pre-listing packet. They probably didn't even read it. They probably didn't even open it, but they don't care. And they know that I don't know that. So they can still act like they did their due diligence and not look like sloppily impulsive people like everyone is and go ahead and just start talking about price and not feel guilty at all. Like they're making an impulse buy by deciding to go with me. It's a little game we play and it works every freaking time. So I don't have to sit there and say, here's what I do to market your home. I do this and this and this. And our listings are syndicated to 400 different websites and all the same stuff that all agents say. I don't have to go in that terrible spot. I still ask them if they want to hear about it. They And they, they end up saying, no, I'd rather go with prize. Do you have any questions about me? Or would you prefer we just move ahead and talk about prize? They'll always say prize. And great, okay, good. If you haven't given them a pre-listing packet, that's usually when I slide it across. Hey, if you guys get really bored and you you really have nothing to do, here's a little packet about what I do. I'm assuming we're comfortable with that. If you have any questions, let me know. Otherwise, let's just cut to the chase and talk about the value of your home. How's that sound? 
always say yeah. I mean, I always have it. I'm always there to give it to them. I'm not like being the sloppy agent that isn't ready to present it. I'm making them very clear that I'm prepared. I'm just not talking about it because no one wants that. I mean, do you read the entire car contract when you buy a car? No, you don't. You're so happy when they don't make you do that. Every one of you finds a way to justify your own sloppy behavior and just sign it. Or some of you just say, you know what? I just sign it. But the rest of you, but don't need none of you read it. You find a way to not look guilty though. It's weird sales behavior, guys, but you got to learn it. You're in sales first and foremost. And guess what we do in sales? We provide customer service. And guess what your customer doesn't want to do? They don't want to hear a big old diatribe about everything you do as an agent. Okay? So just cut to the chase. That's my move. Then I pull out that CMA and I go over I'm not going to tell you how to go over a CMA. That would probably be a whole separate hour, which I could do. Just not right now. Then I go over the CMA. Okay? And then what I'll do, and I'll, I'll be real gentle with that. I won't even decide on a price. So I'll put it out there and kind of get a read on them where they're at with it. I like to kind of have a little gentle read. I'll put it out there. I'll talk about the comps. I won't tell them where I think it should be. I'll just kind of go over it and talk about comps are going for maybe price per foot, what that would mean for their house, see how they react, all that. And then I'm going to do what they call a needs analysis. And with my needs analysis, I'm going to say first, and this is all in that, that uh, module number eight that I shared with you first, just to let you know. I'm going to go over future pleasure and future pain. I'm going to say, why do you guys want to sell your house? That's the thing I want to know the most. And I got to get their motivation. So why do you want to sell? Okay. And I will go over that CMA without a doubt, but just not now. So I'll say, why do you want to sell? And I'm going to really dig deep here. Okay. They'll say, I want to move. We want to move over closer to our grandmother on the other side of town. That's not good enough for me. I'm going to go a lot deeper in that. I'm going to say, okay, why? Well, you know, I want to dig into that. Do you mind me asking? And I'll ask for permission. I say, I don't want to like interrogate you here, but my job is to represent your best interests. So I've got to really put myself in your shoes. Like how much urgency is behind that? You know, does she have two months to live? What is it? Oh, well, we want to be closer because, and that's also a better school district because we want to put our two kids in school over there. And then now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got to hustle before school starts. Or, and I'll say, why, you know, why do you need to get when, and then grandma's going to watch the kids after school for us a lot of times. And we can start going on dating again because the grandparents will be with them. So now we got all this different motivation and I got to hear all that. Grandma gets benefit. Kids get benefit. Husband and wife get benefit. Now, when they start saying those stupid things to me, which they say to you guys, and you don't know what to say, you know what those stupid things are, right? They're the objections that really aren't objections. Well, we don't need to sell. Well, we don't want to be nickel and dimed. Well, we're just going to wait till, till uh, prices go up again. Or, you know, we're not in a hurry. Those are objections to nothing. I'll say, really? Because I just want to let, let's circle back here. Because from what I heard, I heard that if you get closer to your grandparents, your grandparents are going to get to spend more time with the grandkids. And last I checked, grandchildren age. They get older grandparents freaking die. I mean, don't say this, but you get the idea, right? Like trying to be funny. But the point of the matter is like there's urgency. And I'm going to remind them because they have to remind that because we're humans, right? They're not, they are in this thing. Emotionally, they're in it. And when you tell them that they're not going to make 5,000 bucks more than they thought, and they'll say, well, screw this, we're not going to do it. Well, they forget what they're spending that 5,000 bucks on. 
they're spending it on their kid. You know, they're they're sacrificing their kids' future for it. They're sacrificing their happiness for it. Their grandparents' happiness for it. The whole family being together more for it. If we're going to wait till next summer, they're sacrificing a lot, and you got to remind them of that so they don't do stupid stuff. Get done and get on with your life. Got to remind them that that house, you know, housing price is probably going to go up 10% next year. So yeah, you might sell this one for 10% more, but what's going to happen to your interest rate and the price of the home you're buying next year? It comes out in the wash, right? So what are we doing? So you're going to have to remind them of that stuff. But the only way you're going to do that is if you've really tapped into all their motivators. So don't just find out why. I want to know why that why matters. Get deep. How old are the grandparents? What will they get out of it? Do they really want that? Do they want to be with the grandkids more? That must be hard on them that they're not. Okay, get all of that motivation to the front of their mind. Why? Because I'm about to talk about price next. And I want that all to be right up there in the medulla oblongata or whatever this part of your brain is. I want it all up there. Because then they're remembering it's real crystal clear that we're going to help everyone in our family. Don't be a tightwad. Price the thing to sell. Then I'm going to ask them future pain. That was future pleasure. Now future pain. What happens if you don't sell? What happens if you stay here? And they're going to tell me all the bad things, right? Bad school district, not go to college, probably community college, drop out, get on crystal meth, whatever. All of that's going to happen. And then I'm going to also say, yeah, and housing prices are going to keep going up. It's going to get more expensive to get in that home district. I get it. You know, I might add the financial stuff, the economic stuff, you know, throw a little bit of that in there. What that would do to the grandparents, how they would not be really a part of their grandkids' life and their aging years. At some point, they're not going to be able to watch the grandkids on their own, things like that. I'm going to make sure that I put some urgency behind it so they feel the pain. Why? About to talk about price. Future pleasure, future pain. Show the CMA, then future pleasure, future pain. Then let's talk price. Now we're talking about important things. We're not talking about like what I do to use like high-powered gloss on my property flyers. Like we're talking about their needs. I am tapping in and getting to know their family like no other agents are doing. They're going in there doing a diatribe of all the stupid stuff they do. Make sense? It's called a needs analysis. Future pleasure, future pain. Now we talk price. If they start getting to a point, I'll they'll say, "Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I don't. I, I, I'm not sure if we could list it for that. But like, we might have an appraisal problem. That I mean, if we put it up there at that high a price, we got to sell it to a buyer that's you know going to have an agent that's going to advise their their client that they're paying well above the comps. And then of course we got to sell it again if that's not hard enough to an appraiser." Because we know over 99% of home buyers are going to have a loan, which means they're going to require an appraisal to get the loan. So now we got to sell it to the appraiser. And all he's going to do is look at these comps. And that's when they start saying, well, I go, well, or we could price it $20,000 less and make your grandparents happy and your kids get to spend time with them and you get to have a life again. And guess what? Don't worry. There's an appraisal on the home you're going to buy over in that school district too that's protecting you the exact same way. So it all comes out in the wash. It's okay. Calm people down. Make sense? That's why I tap into motion so hard. When they start bucking on price or on commission or on anything, I tap back into that motivation to remind them. I don't know. How much is your grand? How much is your mother worth to you? 20,000, 10,000, 30, 30, it's too expensive. Let her die alone. Just kidding. Don't say it that way. You get it. I literally do put my hands up there and I'm like, well, I don't know. 
I, but I don't say those things, but you get, you know that I hope. Okay. So that's when I jump into price. Now I can go on to ever, ever, and we'll, and we'll do that if you want to. I can show you how to overcome all the different listing objections. But what I want to show you is the part that just depends on what objections particular sellers come up with. But I will always come in, kitchen table it, tour with them, back to the kitchen table, CMA, future pleasure, future pain. Listen to these bullet points, Benny. Then back to the pricing. And right after we decide on a price, bam, listing agreement comes out right after that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch my training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or join our Facebook called The Real Estate Agent Roundtable. Thanks again.